Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Hey everyone, again, welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and I am so excited about the woman that is coming on our show today. Um, She is a friend. She's a Facebook friend we've never met in real life, but I consider her a friend anyway. Um, She's amazingly talented. She's very funny, and I am so glad that I was able to to catch her while she was doing her travels. Um, I am happy to introduce to you guys cinematographer and all-around pinball awesome lady, Emoto Harney. Emoto, yay! Oh, yay, thank you. Uh, am I funny? I, I think, think you're hilarious. Funny. Oh, man, thanks. It makes me feel happy. But <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you're super funny. I always enjoy your posts because, I, you know, again, I feel like I cyberstalk everybody. <laughs> Facebook is awesome because it makes you feel like you're connected to people. That's yeah, great. definitely. It's like, I've made all these new friends, but they're, they're friends in, you know, the virtual space. But I like, I can't wait for the day that you and I meet in person. I'm like, yay, Moto! Yeah, I guess it would be, are you coming to Pinball Expo in Chicago? No, so sad. No, probably, it won't probably be until probably TPF. I don't know. So you're not going to go to Houston? Oh, are you going to go to Houston? I'm going to Houston. (laughs) Yes, I I got my room. I've got my tickets. I'm all ready to go. So we will meet up in Houston. That's the party show, right? Yeah, I know. It, it is the party show. That's why I tell people, I'm like, it's super the party show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's stuff to do and there's booths, oh, but it's really the party show. <laughs> it's like a rave 24-7, I feel like. They have the music blasting and laser shooting beams everywhere. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. If you're like there to like look at booths and stuff, I mean, they'll be there for sure. But it is just such a big fun party. And, you know, you got the tournaments and everything else going on. And then with the big deep root reveal, which is the kind of the the big thing going on. I can't wait for that. We've been waiting. You know, it's been so long. We're like, yes, yes, it's happening. Uh, So, yeah, no, it's going to be super cool. But uh, a motto for for people who aren't cyber stalking you and (laughs) are just getting to know you through this podcast. uh, Can you tell our listeners a little about yourself and how you got into pinball and where you're at today? Sure. Well, my name is Emoto and I go by Emoto Arcade. That's my uh, Facebook and YouTube channel that I distribute a lot of my content on. And uh, basically, I'm just a traveling cinematographer. I run a production company for the past... 11 years out of Atlanta and Los Angeles, and I'm a huge gamer. I love all video games and everything like that, and uh, I grew up in the arcade scene in the 90s, and um, when arcades started going away in the early 2000s, I was very upset, and uh, that was my community. That was my form of... uh, being able to interact with people, you know, over games. Um, And then uh, like 2011 or so, I saw Galloping Ghost Arcade during one of my shoots. It's this awesome arcade in um, Indiana or Illinois, like right at the cusp of those two states. And it's this huge arcade, free play arcade um, with all the greatest from every era. It launched me starting to see arcades pop around all across the country. So I started doing videos on them, being like, hey, look at this cool arcade in this city. Look at this cool arcade in this city. Let's all go hang out at the arcade again and play games. 
And uh, that's kind of been my my traveling for the past decade. (laughs) (laughs) I've been hunting down arcades and uh, just encouraging people to go out and play there because I love the, the communal aspect of it. I'm not much of a drinker. And so I don't really go to bars and hang out. And, you know, like you said, virtual friends are cool, but meeting people in person is awesome. And I find it easier to meet people like over a game of Tekken than, um, I don't know, anything else (laughs) socializing. I found this event called Arcade Expo which is at the Museum of Pinball in Banning, California, just right outside of Los Angeles in 2015, and did a video walkthrough of that event. And this guy, John Weeks, has this huge collection of like 600 pinball machines and 500 arcade games or something like that. And um, up until then, I never really played pinball. It's really sad because I look at all my older videos And I'm like, all right, here's the pinball row. And it's just like a couple seconds of B-roll. And then I'm like, (laughs) now look at this cool new uh, Soul Calibur machine. I can't believe they have Soul Calibur or something like that. Uh, But when you're around 500 or so pinball machines, then you're like, okay, let me see what this is all about. And, you know, I think I have the same story as everyone else. Once you have that really good ball and it clicks, that there's a sense of skill and that you can achieve it. Oh man, it's I've fallen so deep down the rabbit hole since then. And it's I found out that the pinball community is like the greatest community of gamers out there. Oh yeah. You know, and I, I just love every every aspect of pinball. Playing, meeting new people, and um yeah. Total pinball nerd now. Can't stop. Can't stop. Well, you're in the right place. I'm glad. Glad to be here. I feel very welcome in this community, which is great because I'm usually like the oddball. So yeah, and I think that's the thing I love about, or one of the things I love about pinball is that it's such an eclectic group of people that you know don't necessarily think would go together, but we all come together for this love of pinball and. It's just a, such a supportive space. I, you know, everybody I've met and, you know, I just talk about like I have all these new friends that I never would have had had I not gotten into pinball. And it's crazy how like close I am to some of them now. I'm like, I consider them really good friends. Absolutely. It's nuts because I am involved a lot with like uh, different film communities and stuff. And I like video games more than movies, even though, you know, I make <laughs> movies. But uh, so like. I have this film community, but I don't really click with them as well because I'm not, you know, keeping up to date with all the movies and movie stars and Oscar awards and all that. And then I found pinball people and I'm just like, man, now I have something to geek out about. And everyone's so cool and so many different walks of life uh, that you meet and that I would have never interacted with, you know, in general. But because we have this common like that pinball you know it's it's really awesome everyone pinball is so interesting too oh yeah no completely agree yeah it's it's just a very unique group of people when i kind of talk about you know so yeah what's your day job and then like like the randomest things you know you've got everybody from like art art people doctors lawyers you know people who you know work a nine to five kind of just doing other things it's just random and you know old young men women it's just a wide variety of people, like all the girls that I've met through Bells and, you know, I consider them super, super close friends. And 
um, yeah, I, now I'm like, my thing is like, I want to get out and meet all these friends I'm meeting on the podcast and online. And that that's my goal now this year is like, I'm going to go to these events and start meeting people in, in real oh, life. Yeah, <laughs> It's nuts. Every expo and event, pinball event is like a big family reunion and everyone's just having such a great time and you meet people for the first time uh, that you've talked to or heard on podcasts and it's uh, very special for sure. Oh yeah, no, it's it's so exciting, and, and we'll talk more about what you're doing right now, work wise, with Emoto Arcade and and everything you've got going on. Because you you always got something going on. Every time I see like new videos and stuff, and I'm like man, she's everywhere. And where are you at right now? Because I know you're in your car. <laughs> she she's so awesome. She's traveling across <laughs> the country, and she's like, I'll call you from my car. <laughs> oh man, I cloned myself. Yeah, I'm headed back to Los Angeles. Um, I need to make it there by Thursday night by 7 p.m. because that's when uh, our league is for the On Tilt League at Ace Gurgi. <gasps> oh, my God. Are you going to the, the Jurassic Park thing? Is that what's going? Cause, oh, or is this just yeah. the league? Okay, this is just the league, but I am definitely attending their Jurassic Park launch party. Uh, yeah. The launch parties that Ace Gogi has is so awesome. And then um, they always have the coolest swag. Like, I think the T-shirt... For this, uh, it has party. Jeff Goldblum on it. Oh my gosh! Like Girl. half shirtless <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. I was like, dude, sign me up! I can't wait. I already like texted on Facebook. I'm like, would you consider ship shipping me? <laughs> I was like, they that's like the best it. shirt. They won't do it. That's the exclusiveness, right? Like, I have this. Uh, oh, I don't have it on right now, but um, this oh goody pinball uh, hat that they made for the monsters. Everyone tries to steal that hat from me, but it's like the only way you get this swag is if you go to until you go to the Ace Gogi launch parties. Uh-huh. Um, the guy that does all the graphics is uh, this gentleman named David Lord, and he just always has the best art for yeah. these I, when I saw that shirt, I just went nuts because I was in LA a couple of months ago and I went to Ace Gogi and I'm not, like, I just Googled it and I'm like, pinball, Los Angeles, because I'm not, you know, I've been in LA, but like I was a kid. And and I was like, Ace Gogi, that sounds cool. And it's like, uh, and I found out that Ace stands for all you can eat. <laughs> so we went. Isn't and, it the greatest? The, the food was amazing. So like the food could have its own like podcast episode, but the pinball, I was like, what the heck, man? I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I've never seen that kind of collection on location somewhere that that caliber of like those collector editions and all those like um, like limited editions and things like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're letting us play these. It's nuts. Yeah. Who would have thought in the back of a Korean barbecue restaurant you would find 16 limited edition and premium games? And the owner, uh, Shaheen, he's a huge pinhead collector and. You know, he just wants to play and he wants people to play with. So that's like his basement. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's super chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, no, he's awesome. So I'm so, I'm super jelly right now. because I'm like, I live, I live like five minutes away from that um, in Van Nuys, uh, one of my homes. And uh, I, it's very special place to me. I love yeah. it. Oh, my God. Well, I will be there with you in spirit because that place is super cool. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's for real. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, well, now that like, I know that one of your homes is in L.A., I, well, heck, I'm like, now I have a friend in L.A. Because that was the thing. It's yeah. like, I don't really know anybody in L.A. So. Oh, man, let me know. I'll give you the tour. <laughs> well, I'll be out there next summer for sure. So 
Awesome. We'll have to plan that out. All right. Well, let's jump into news. We've got a, a few things. It's kind of a slow news week. So for those of you who don't know, I get a lot of my news. I got to give much love to Jeff from This Week in Pinball. I get most of my news from yeah. Jeff. There were a couple of things I wanted to touch on uh, with you, Emoto. Um, The first one, which is kind of like a, it's a little meta, but in the sense of I'm, it's a podcast talking about a podcast. But Nate Shivers has come out with a new version. I don't want to say it's a new coast to coast, but he came out working with Roger Sharp to preview uh, these recordings that Roger Sharp had made in the seventies with all of like, kind of like the granddaddies of pinball. And I can, I think they're completely fascinating. I, have you heard any of them yet? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, first and foremost, I love Nate Shivers. He's, He's also amazing. plays a very vital role in me getting into pinball and feeling more confident about playing and getting out there, listening to his podcast um, back when he did coast to coast. And he was, had the best format. And he had the strongest podcast, you know, and it was a very sad day when he stopped doing them. So I'm excited that he's come back from his uh, hiatus and is posting these Roger Sharp underground interviews. I listened to the Harry Williams and the Sam Stern. Yeah, those correct? are the two that are out right now. I think they're really awesome, but like I had to like, squint my eyes to try to hear better if that makes any sense yeah and, and that was going to be my recommendation so for first of all they're incredibly interesting so um i've listened to the harry williams and i'm kind of partially way through the sam sam stern um there is a lot of background noise because these were recorded in like cafeteria public spaces so it's not going to be the cleanest audio so i would recommend maybe not listening to it in your car like actually kind of you're going to have to concentrate a little bit on the audio but it's a really really great interview and i'm liking the sam uh stern one as well but um i loved the harry williams episode oh man it's such great content and it was cool that at this week in pinball website they transcribed some of his quotes on there yeah that was helpful. I would love to see the transcriptions of both of those interviews in full. I would totally read that and absorb it all because what amazing insight into the history. A lot of this was lost. I mean, the people that, you know, knew these people who were kind of the, you know, founding fathers of pinball, you know, they're gone. Thank goodness we have things that we can kind of, you know, look back to and, and kind of hear about how pinball got started and and kind of, you know, look at that and to look to where we are today. And, and on the Harry Williams episode, they do all like a little pre interview with Nate and Roger and they kind of talk about the backstory of the actual interview, mm -hmm. which is helpful when you're listening to the interview itself. Because you have to remember these came from old analog tapes that they transferred to digital. So there's um they're older. I'm I'm so glad, you know, much love to uh Josh Sharp for making his dad preserve all of this these tapes because that kind of those analog tapes, they don't last. They I've seen them like you open them and they're just boxes of dust. I know. Man can I just say that if you thought Roger Sharp couldn't get any cooler, then you just hear him talk about when he was doing journalism, like how we're doing right now. And, you know, back then, and you're just like connecting to him because he's going out there and just trying to meet people and get the facts. And he's so in love with pinball and he just, oh man, I love it. Yeah. The passion that he has for pinball <laughs> to me is just simply amazing. And he literally is the most interesting man in the world. Cause it's like, God, he's so cool. It's like, even now you're like, you're still cool. Roger Sharp. You're still cool. Yeah. It's like, 
<laughs> but um, but you can go to the Coast to Coast if you guys still have that in your podcatcher, which I know you do because you're re-listening to all those amazing episodes from Nate. But you can listen yeah. to those two new episodes via the old Coast to Coast podcast on your favorite podcatcher of choice. And I highly recommend them. They're amazing. The next big story, which I was a little sad about because I really like this game, Houdini from American Pinball, they are not going to be making any more. So it's it's come to the end of the road for Houdini. I know. Emoto and I are making sad faces. Because <laughs> I, I thought Houdini was really cool. I know that there are people who don't care for it, but I really like the gameplay on it. I liked the steampunk kind of vibe. I thought it was a really cool game. I could see, you know, maybe it wouldn't, you know, jive with everybody. Like it, it may not be your cup of tea, but I just thought it was a really cool game. And I wish, you know, more people would kind of be on the Houdini boat. But uh, but it looks like it's a curtain call for Houdini. Well, Sarah, well, are you a fan? I mean, I'm a huge fan. It's a very difficult game to play, yes. but I, I wish I had more hours on it. And I will get some when I find one next. Um, but is it, are they... They're not stopping it because of popularity, right? No, I, I I think they're just moving it. on to the next yeah. thing. Yeah, it's I don't want to, like, I'm sorry. I'm not implying that they're not selling it anymore because it's not popular. It's yeah. just kind of, you know, it's the end of the run. They're moving on to the next title. So Got to clear some space for the next American pinball title. I'm excited to see what that is, too. Yeah, they keep on teasing us with the keychains and everything else. <laughs> I'm like, I need to know. Stop teasing me. It's like, ah, I love teasers. I hate, I hate when uh, titles get leaked, and then the reveal is from like leaked images from Joe Blow or something, and and I'm just like, why? <laughs> I was like, so I was like, kind of mad about that. I'm like, we all knew it was coming. Why'd you have to ruin it? <laughs> Ugh, dirty, just dirty, ruined it. Yeah, you ruined it. You're the person who told me, like, as I'm opening my Christmas gift, what it was. It's horrible. <laughs> You're a horrible person. By the way, it's not a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, don't don't be like that. You know, let us have our, you know, surprises and dreams, even though I'm going to beg you to tell me. Don't tell me. I don't. I, I just I'm going to. This is a whole process. I'm going to beg. You're going to say no. And then you're going to tell me and I'm going to be super excited. But that's how this works. <laughs> Do you ever do you ever buy into the theory that it was leaked on purpose dun, you know, dun, dun, to create more hype and news? Dun, dun, dun. I, sometimes, but the Jurassic Park situation, I don't think so. Like that looked yeah, just like I'm like, if I was going to leak it, it would look nice. Like if I was going to leak it on purpose, it would look <laughs> nice. Like not like all like this is ridiculous. But, uh, you know, I honestly, maybe some other companies, but I don't I don't see that from Stern. Like Stern's very like regimented and like this is how we release games and they keep a tight lid on that. I didn't I'm assuming and I am assuming I don't know that it was from a distributor because of the the pictures. But, you know, I wouldn't want to be that person that leaked. I was like, oh, mm -mm, you're, you're in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, I hope they track them down. Yes. Yeah, not them cool. down. Whoever it is. So if you hear in the background some weird noises, my dog is snoring. <laughs> uh, I well usually that's my dog. I, I actually like had my uh my significant other. I'm like, take the dog today, because usually she'll like wander around and her collar will start clinking and then she's like, Mama, Mama. It's like, no, 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 like trying to like batter away. <laughs> like, no. And she does, she's a snorer because she's a little older, so it's like, it's like, oh my god, you're so loud. <laughs> Same like him, yeah, definitely. What's your puppy's name? 
Mookie. 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 I see him all the time on your your feed and stuff. So I'm like, he's so adorable. He loves to travel. He has also been to Houston Arcade Expo and he loved it. <laughs> Is he going to be coming back this year? No, no. He's going to take a break. He's going to chill at the house. He's like, I need to chill at home. <laughs> yeah, no, I have Delilah, my fur baby, who I talk about all the time. It's like ridiculous. Like, see, there's pictures of her at my work. They're like, you know, for the longest time, I think I've said this, like, I didn't have pictures of my, like, fiance, now husband. They're like, aren't you engaged? Aren't you married? I'm like, well, I'll get pictures of him eventually. It's fine. But look at my baby. Look at him. Isn't she beautiful? My favorite <laughs> Oh my goodness. And the the other big story, and this seems to be like the biggest thing going on right now, and I haven't decided how I feel about it, is Chip. I'm calling it Chipgate. That's what I've I've deemed this as Chipgate because everybody and their mom um, in the podcast media, podcast Landia, is talking about um, the chipping issues that are coming up with the Willy Wonka and other machines, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, and then also um, some rippling and chipping with um, Jurassic Park. And, you know, it's one of those things where I, I'm i a competitive player. I play in leagues. I, I'm not a, a what I would call like a top tier hobbyist in the sense like I'm not buying collector edition games. I'm not spending tens of thousands of dollars on these like perfect, beautiful, new in box games. Like the ones I have are beaters. <laughs> it's like, you know, they, they've been routed. It's I think I'm in a different perspective when it comes to the chip gate. So for those of you who haven't heard the these manufacturers they're they're sending games out and customers are kind of complaining or kind of they are complaining that oh, yeah. there are chips around the post and chips on um the clear coat which goes over the top of the play field and you know if you're spending 10 to you know $12,000 on a game you know at you know at the high end you know what's the What's the workaround? What's the solve? What's the answer from manufacturers on how they're going to fix this? So it's it seems like a larger scale problem. Um, I, and I was kind of wondering what you thought about it. I, I like I your mean, face. Yeah, she has the like. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I love the term chip gate, too, because when you sent me that in the show notes, I was like, chip gate. What is she talking about? And then it like dawned on me and I was like, oh, that's such a great term for it. Yeah, it's very sad. Uh, if I was making a $10,000 investment and it had stuff like that happening, I would be upset. I'm not going to lie. I'm not in that uh, ability to purchase games like that. You know, I play my games on location and in route. So it's usually other people's problems, but I understand <laughs> where they're coming from. And it's a, it's sad and... Um, I'm getting from it that it doesn't really affect gameplay too much. It's more of an aesthetic thing. And that's what I, I, I understand as well. And and for those of you who are listening, if I'm wrong, uh, you know, please write into the show and let me know like your thoughts on it. But it, from I understand like you're spending this much money on something and it's got a defect. Right? I mean, what you perceive to be a defect or it is a defect if it's a, a chip. So I get it. Like you're spending that kind of money. Like I, I liken it to like if you get a Shelby Cobra and it's got a dent in it. Like you don't want your classic mm-hmm. car that you spent like a small fortune on to come, you know, from you, whoever you bought it from with a giant dent. It's like, yeah. you know, I don't want that. You know, I've just spent all this money. It should be perfect. And I think and I equate people who buy, you know, these limited edition 
game, people who collect, you know, antique cars or things like that, they collect them because they want this like perfect, beautiful thing. And, and that's, that's awesome. But it's like, I don't know how they're going to fix this. I, I just, I don't know how they being the pinball manufacturers are going to fix this. Yeah. It's like, uh, send back the play field and we'll send you a new one that has proper clear coating on it. Are they going to send it a huge play field? Then you have to sit there and repopulate it in the sense of like, you've got to take everything off the old one and put it on the new one. Cause I'm like, no, <laughs> I would never want to do that. Quite the pickle, quite the uh, pickle yeah. indeed. Um, I, I did listen to, uh, gosh, how many episodes now of this week in pinball is talking about Chipgate. Um, but in the, uh, when Zach had the poor man podcast guys on there. Oh yeah. Ian clear coat, uh, specialist. Yeah. He would really went off on that. I heard that episode. That was really informative and awesome. I was like, I like this guy. I need to start listening to the poor man's podcast, which I hear is nothing like what they were talking about, but the science behind it and you know, if it's a mix, the 50-50 has to be perfect. Otherwise, if it's too hard, then it'll chip. If it's too soft, then it'll never cure and it'll um, create the the blisters. And, you know, talking about all sorts of different hardeners and, you know, it's the robot's fault, but it can't be a robot's fault because robots are never wrong, which I think is, I think <laughs> robots are wrong a lot. <laughs> Technology is 50-50 too. So uh, I really loved that episode and felt very informed. And I know so much about clear coding now. And it seems from that on a scientific standpoint, there's not much you can do now except strip the clear coat off and recode it. You just have to redo it completely. And that's... Ugh. Yeah. If you guys are interested, if you want to like delve more into Chipgate or find out the uh, science behind clear coding, not this current week's episode, but last week's episode of um, This Week in Pinball's podcast. Um, yeah, they go deep dive into this, into the science of it. And I know that they're, you know, just the, the chemical compounds of how the mix works and, and listening to that, it has to be perfect. And you, you, you can't like, once it's done, it's done. Like you have to like strip it and redo it. There's no working around it. And I know Spooky had this problem with TNA and they were able to right. kind of fix it. And I'm just, I'm wondering what the challenge is going to be for Jersey Jack and Stern because Stern even produces on a larger scale. So, it, you know, I, I don't envy them of this at all. I mean, it's just a pickle to be in. And, you know, I think, I, let me, I know that as companies, they want to give the best product to their customers. And I know that, you know, they're taking these like issues seriously. It's just, I don't know how they're going to fix this. <laughs> it's kind of a big like problem. I don't know. Best of luck to them. Yeah. Yeah, I exactly. Figure it out. And yeah. if it means the future is more, sorry for this beeping. I don't know where it's coming from. Uh, more expensive clear coat than more expensive pinball machines. I don't know. I'm never going to get a new inbox pinball machine. <laughs> Can't afford it. <laughs> I know there's this part of me that like someday, and then I'm like, oh, it's going to be someday, like way in the future, like way, way in the future. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get really good and win one. Is pretty much the oh, only. Oh, that's a good path. Yeah, yeah like that. That's like I feel like because I talk to my husband about it. Like you know, I'm like, hey, like we should get one. It could be. It's gonna be awesome. And he just makes the face because it's pinball's really my thing. It's not his thing, but he just makes the face like, how much is that costing? Like six thousand dollars. Like I kind of say under my breath, and he's like, what? And I'm like, that's a cheap one, babe. He's like, what? Oh man, the easiest way to fix that is to get him addicted to pinball. I'm trying. I'm really trying, y'all. If y'all have any suggestions, let me know because I keep on trying to bring him the stuff. And like, I get other people's spouses hooked on this stuff, but me, no. My husband, no, I'm good. I'm like, no. What does he like to do? He's an artist, so he likes to play, but he's not hes not competitive when it comes to it. And he's just super chill. He's like, whatever. And he's like, pinball's your thing, babe. That's your thing. It's cool. Um, so I'm trying, but I'm slowly, it's slowly. I'm just going to okay. climb up my little mountain. I figured it out. Hmm. Get, get an older, like, Valleys or Williams that has, like, really messed up art on it and ask him to help you restore the art. And then that'll start bringing him in. Mm, I like it. Work. It'll work. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try this emoto. I like this idea. I do. I do. This is good. Yeah. First. Sure. Let me know how it goes. I will. I will let you know. I will give you an update later on. I'm gonna have to start this. Awesome. All right. Well, emoto. Like we've just wrapped up news. Um. So I wanted to ask you, kind of like, what you've got going on. I've been seeing you do a lot of stuff with Marco. How did you get involved with Marco, and, and kind of what are you doing with them now? Man. Yeah, Marco Specialties is a really awesome company. Uh, They've been uh, distributing pinball parts since 1985, since before I was born. Uh, And um, they have like every piece and part of a pinball machine possible. It's nuts. You know, I've been to their warehouse and it's just like towers and rows and rows of coils and pop bumpers and wire forms and flippers and everything else you can imagine. Um, I got involved with them because I see them at all the big shows. They um, work in unison with the local pinball distributor and Stern and showcase the latest Stern games that just come out. So they'll have a booth. They'll have like, you know, anywhere from 10 to 40 Stern games and they bring them out for people to play. And, you know, their whole thing is like pinball advocacy trying to get more people into pinball, sharing the love of pinball. And that's what I'm all about too. And I love that. So I would film them a lot in my show walkthroughs. You know, I'll do like a, here we are at this expo, come hang out. And um, it kind of just organically created a relationship between us to where, you know, they brought me in with another producer to uh, create their About Us video and then the producer had this awesome idea. It's uh, Moriarty Media to do these Marco TV interviews where we interview people on the show floor at these conventions. Um, sorry about that. At these conventions. And um, so we started doing that. We interviewed like 20 people at Texas Pinball Festival this year and then another 15 or so at Southern Fried Gaming Expo. And then it just also organically happened that because of my background with what I do for uh, movie productions and commercial productions, um, production managing, I started helping them actually run these events. So um, with Rachel Bess, 
who is also an event coordinator and a marketing director for Marco Specialties, and who is also a total awesome BA. I won't, <laughs> not going to cuss, but she is the shiznis and is an awesome pinball technician and operator. She owns her own arcade, Electric Bat Arcade. She's a total boss. Brought me under her wing to help Marco do this show circuit. So now I like create the layouts of how the games are going to be displayed at the show and uh, make sure we get there and um, put on a great show for people. So uh, we have four more shows to produce this year. We're going to Pinball Expo, Portland Retro Gaming Expo, Houston Arcade Expo. I know, right? And Grand Old Game Room Expo in Nashville. And I'm just so ecstatic to be part of their team and uh, giving me another outlet to share pinball with people. It's so awesome. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. It looks like so much fun. When I see all the videos, I love it. It feels like people are walking the red carpet because you guys have the background and you're talking to all different types of people, um, you know, just manufacturers and just hobbyists and enthusiasts. And I, I find it all fascinating. Every time I see a video that you produce for Marco, I'm really enjoying it. I love the, the, the About Us video that you did for them. That was a really great video as well. Um, so I, I think that's really great that they've kind of gotten you kind of, you know, bought you inner circle for that. I think it's really cool. Besides that, um, do you have any other things going on right now just with a Moto Arcade? Yeah, I'm always working on 50 projects at once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my strength and my downfall. Well, with Marco as well, we're also doing uh, we're starting up a new series, like educational type series oh, um, awesome. to produce for people who are buying their first pinball machine. Okay. Um, how to set it up and, you know, all the things to look for. And, you know, pinball is very intimidating. It at, is. You know, not even at first. Pinball is always intimidating. So buying a new one, first off, it's an expensive investment. But then you're like, what do I do now? It, open up the play field and you see all these wires and crazy stuff going on. Like, that's kind of scary if you're not any sort of technical person. So we're trying to create videos for the average person to be able to feel confident in pursuing buying pinball machines and making it fun. You know, you can watch. There's lots of great content on YouTube and on the Internet of all of this already, what we're trying to create is something a little bit more, I don't want to say a little bit more entertaining, but easier to digest content. Um, that's our main goal. Keith Elwin did this pinball 101 video of how to play pinball. And that's like the, have you seen pinball 101? Yes, I have. That's like the greatest movie ever. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty awesome. I love that. I, I watch that all it's, the time. I recommend um, it to people. Like, watch this. <laughs> so maybe not as cool as Pinball 101, but in that same type of spirit of just like fun content to watch, but more on the how to take care of your pinball machine. 
that has that angle from, you know, being Marco pinball parts and all that. But it's yeah. true. It's even I, you know, I've been playing and everything. When I bought the first machine was a little easier to understand. I still needed help with it because it was an EM. So there wasn't as much stuff. But then when I got my DMD, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> like, a, yeah. it's a little intimidating. The tech that I have that works on my machines with me is, you know, trying to help me learn. But it is. It's like I completely understand pulling up that play field for this first time. You're like, what the heck is this? this and you know i had to learn you know what a coil was what these things are you know and not be intimidated by trying to like reband you know the play field and all these things that you just wouldn't i am not i would never call myself an electrical techie person and there is lots of content on youtube but it's all over the place so the fact that i could just yeah. go to one place and find that content i think is a fantastic idea that's the goal and it's going to take time to create. So please be patient with us as <laughs> we figure this out. Um, but yeah, so that's a big project that I'm working on and very passionate about. Um, besides that, I still do my arcade walkthroughs. There's a new arcade opening up in the country every week. It's amazing. Almost every big city now in the U.S. has a pinball or arcade in general. And I just kind of do that on my side. Um, I'm really into homebrew custom built machines. And I kind of have that little side series that you can find on my Facebook and YouTube page where I do little uh, profile pieces on people that make in a uh, pinball game and uh, kind of highlight on, you know, what their p pinball game is about. Um, that was the, uh, Buffy, the, the Buffy video you sent me was awesome. I, I posted it to the page. I'm like, oh my God, because I, I had heard that there was a Buffy homebrew, but I had never seen it. So I got, I loved the video. I thought it was so much fun. And I was kind of hard of me. He's like, maybe I could ask him to make me one. And I was like, maybe yeah. that would be cool. I was like, yeah. yeah. Hit up David Nelson. He might. He yeah. No, <laughs> David, that thing was legit awesome. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, but that thing was off the chain. I was like, oh, and it had the music and everything. I was like, oh my God, so cool. I was like, yeah, I mean, I like Swords of Fury, but I was like, oh, you've made it even cooler. I was like, dang it. I know. <laughs> Swords of Fury was annoying, right? Like when you hit the flipper bat and then it makes the sword sound. So it's like, <laughs> shink, 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 shink. man, that drove me crazy. So I like the Buffy version better. Yeah, no, he, they, they improved. I mean, I, I like the Swords of Fury. I've only played a, a handful of games on it, but I was like, you made it way better because now it's Buffy. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all on Team Buffy. I swear, like it, someday, someday, it's one of my like top, like top five, like themes. Like if I could ever, like, oh, like, I mean, I love the homebrew, but like to see it like majorly, you know, done by a big main, big time oh, manufacturer, that would be amazing. I mean, if they're gonna do the monsters, I mean, why can't you do <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer? That's all I'm saying. Uh -huh. I know. <laughs> I'm putting it out there in the universe. It's all I'm saying. But uh, but your videos are, are so inspirational. And I'm going to do a little plug here. So a while back, and I want to say it was at California Extreme, where we met Anna, the young lady that plays yeah. pinball. From the flipper room. Yes, from the flipper room. So we are going to have a um, new feature, and they're going to be bonus episodes, and we're calling them Little Flips. And we are going to be highlighting young ladies, so about 16 and under, who play pinball. So there'll be like bonus episodes that you guys will hear from time to time. So after this episode airs, um, so it'll be coming out like on the week on the weekend. So like, you know, the a September like 8th or 9th. Um, there's going to be an episode with Anna. So she's the first, first official little flip. 
Oh my gosh. Have and you interviewed her? Have, did you already interview her? I already interviewed her. She's hysterical. Oh like, she is the greatest little creature ever. <laughs> yeah, no, she's super cool. Cause I'm, you know, I asked, I'm like, I saw the video and I'm like, oh my God. And you and I had that conversation. Like you should interview her. And I'm like, I should, cause she's super cool. And, uh, you know, I asked mom and dad, I'm like, Hey, you know, this is who I am. This is what I do. Can I interview Anna? Like, I don't want to interview y'all. <laughs> I want to interview Anna. And they're like, well, let us, talk about it and we'll talk to Anna and they're like yeah Anna's cool with it and uh it's a funny little I'm talking to a six-year-old so you have to kind of like take it with a grain of salt in the sense that it's gonna be you know the mind of a six-year-old and you just kind of go with it but she was so much fun and her folks were so nice um so I'm excited but you inspired me to do that and I'm like okay we're gonna have these bonus episodes so there's a lot of awesome young ladies playing pinball right now so yeah. you'll have plenty of content for that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah so I am. Uh, because I, I, I really do, like I've talked about it on the show before. We had that, the episode with the moms and um, other things. But I, I really want to encourage young ladies to not be intimidated to not only play pinball, but just to be gamers. You know, this um, scene tends to be a little more like male driven. There's just more guys on the scene than there are women. And I really want to change that. And for me, you know, making sure that this space includes them and is, you know, something they think is fun and, you know, that they don't think it's weird that they see ladies playing, you know, video games and pinball and all that stuff. I I think that that's important. And that's why I wanted to make sure to highlight them in like these special episodes. So there'll be like, you know, 10 minute episodes with, you know, different young ladies from across the country, across the world. Um, So if you have somebody you'd like to be a little flip, uh, I'm looking for 16 and under, you know, reach out to me and I'd I'd be glad to feature them on the show. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. But I have to thank you, Emoto, because you started it all. Girl, it's all you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, that reminds me. I guess I'm also... We're about to officially release a documentary called Girls Game. And it's a documentary, a feature-length documentary about girl or women gamers. Um, Anything from gamers to industry professionals, you know, stuff like that. And uh, so we are starting to submit to festivals and then we'll have our festival circuit and then um, get some type of distribution, whether it be Netflix or something like that. So... Stay tuned for that. It's a lot of fun. And I feel like uh, after creating that, it would be so cool to turn it into just a TV show where each episode is more people. Because you can, in a feature length documentary, you can only have so many people in it, right? We have like 12 different women, but there's millions of awesome women out there that are into gaming and um, everyone has such special stories, so... I think that would make an amazing, I would watch it. I think that would make an amazing TV show or kind of web series. You know, I could see it definitely on like Hulu or YouTube or, you know, Prime or something. You know, I I would watch it. I think it would be really interesting. And, you know, again, you're right. You can only have so much content for a movie, but for a a TV series, you could just kind of go as, as far as you want to. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, it'll be great. Another project to add to my list. <laughs> of the many, many projects <laughs> that There's you have. There's so much cool stuff out there and I just want to share it with everyone. And it's just, that's where all my anxiety comes from. Like, I need to share this with people because it's so awesome and they will think it's awesome too. And they'll, you know, go out and do stuff. And yeah. 
That's a life. Yeah, you've got a lot of stuff going on. Well, I am super excited for everything you have, you know, in the hopper and in coming down. And I'm excited about the documentary and everything you're doing with Marco. And I just, I wish you all the best in Moto. I mean, that's just amazing. I mean, you are Miss Pinball. You are out there. You're always at the shows. You're always on the circuit. You're always doing something. And the content that you're giving to us is just amazing. So I think you're, you're, I think you're fabulous. So thank you. I'm trying. It's you too. You're awesome. Everyone's Aww. awesome that's helping us do this uh i'm just another hype man <laughs> i'm here to hype up get more get more people to play pinball so then it won't go away like it did before i got into it exactly and we're in the middle of a renaissance i mean pinball is having its resurgence it's having a renaissance and you know it's our responsibility collectively you know to make sure that you know we get as many people in front of a pinball machine as possible that's always my goal is every time i convert somebody i'm like yes yes <laughs> i got another person emoto we're, we're coming to the end of this show and you're a listener so you kind of know that we have a seg- we have the one segment my show has one segment <laughs> and it's called in Inside the Pinball Studio, where we ask you some questions and find out more about your pinball mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) All right, here we go. Question number one. What game do you love? Hard Body. Why do you love Hard Body? It's a really good game. Um, I guess I could have said No Fear. It's the same playful layout, but you have these extra flippers, a third and fourth flipper, that when you hit them, it activates uh, the end lane so your ball can reach the flipper. Otherwise, your ball will drain. And hard body, it's literally the most intense game when you play because you have to remember to hit that third and fourth flipper when you're going so fast. And every time you hit it, you're like flexing your ab muscles because it's just so intense and you're trying to keep up with everything and your brain synapses are firing and... I just love that game because it's such an adrenaline rush. So it's my all-time all-time favorite pinball game. I love it. I love it. All right. Question number two. What game do you hate? Oh, man. I don't really hate any game, but as Dislike I was saying intensely. with the Swords of Fury, um, I'm sensitive to sounds. <laughs> so like, like that flipper bat with the swords is like kind of irritating or like Meteor which is an mm-hmm. awesome game. But if you play it, the audio just keeps rising and rising and rising and rising. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like my heart starts beating so fast and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't hit any more drop targets because my heart's going to explode. Um, like Black Hole 2, it, it has this like... And I'm just like, what's going on? So... I don't hate them, but they're games that give me a little bit more anxiety than others. Um, <laughs> Guardians no. of the Galaxy hates me. I can't get like over 80 million on that game. And that's uh, bad for me, for my league points. But uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What's your favorite pinball art? I uh, mean, back glass, art package, play field. Oh man, see that's a really hard one. I I, I don't know. Uh, I really like Paul Ferris's art. Oh, yeah. He did like Paragon. And, yeah, we've had that one come up a couple of times. Uh, a few others. Um, I like the back glass of Alien Star. Is it Alien oh, Star? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. an alien with a samurai helmet. Yeah, I like trippy stuff like that. 
be good. I'll go with that for now. It'll probably change. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball sound? We've we've heard a lot of sounds you don't like. Is there a sound you do like? <laughs> Actually, the sound that makes me very excited is the reactor ready sound for TNA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that group. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Kudos to you for having your intro being a TNA loop. Yeah, I like know. You have some Scott Denisi going on in there. And I love yeah, it. I love I'm a huge Scott fan. Denisi's music so yeah. much. So I was like, ooh, yeah, she loves TNA. I do. That's, it's, that's it's one tight. of my favorite games, too. Me, too. I would, say, I would say that if Hard Body wasn't just the best game ever. <laughs> I'm excited to see Scott's next game and I'm totally going to download the new soundtrack when it comes out. So I, I'm a huge fan and, you know, can't thank Scott enough for letting me use the music for the intro for the show. I mean, he was very gracious. He was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, you're so awesome. He's the best. Yeah, he's super awesome. All right. What is your question number five? What is your favorite tournament, festival, expo to either attend or play in? I know this is probably a really hard question for you. It's like choosing your favorite child. <laughs> um, uh, man, it. Oh, yeah, that's too intense. Um, I love Texas Pinball Festival. It has such a great crowd. Uh, it has great industry presence. I love Museum of Pinball's Arcade Expo because they helped me fall in love with pinball and the collection there is like none other. I love Southern Fred Gaming Expo because it's in my hometown backyard of Atlanta, Georgia, and there's live wrestling. Uh, <laughs> they're all so good for different. I love Houston Arcade Expo because it's the party expo and the guys <laughs> there are awesome. And uh, Keith walks around with a cape on and blast loud music and um yeah i can't pick pass I love <laughs> you, all all. Lo you love them all <laughs> what is question number six what is your grail pin either the pin that you want to own more than anything or a pin that you might might already own like what is like the one pin you've always wanted a uh, bonsai run oh that's a what good a, one i love bonsai run pin. it's very rare i think yeah it's um, not an easy one to find uh, but that upper play field that you have to shoot up into and um, you're doing the bonsai run, it's uh, amazing. They have one down in um, 82 LA. Did you get to see 82 LA when you went to Los Angeles? Oh, man. Uh, Molly has, has an awesome collection there. Uh, she runs pins and needles. I feel like she's the first original gangster woman pinball player that I ever heard of. So you should definitely get her on the show. Yeah, you know, and I've seen that like they did like a little like a little like docu, a little mini doc. Yeah, yeah. I saw that and I'm like, this looks amazing. So I know who she is, but you're the first in person I've met who knew like her like personally. So I may I may have to hit you up for her, for her contact info. Yeah, yeah. She would be a very interesting person to talk to. She's super cool and has been in the scene for forever. And um, is the operator at 82 LA and has a really cool eclectic collection down there. And that's where I first played Bonsai Run and I love it. And that would be an awesome game to own. Yeah, no, I am a huge fan of Bonsai Run. Definitely. If, if, if I ever came across one, it definitely would be one I'd, I'd have to pick up. But again, you're right. It's so rare. I haven't seen one for sale, like in my neck of the woods uh, for a 
a while. So yeah. fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Antoinette Johnson also owns a bonsai run. She does. She I heard her story yeah. on uh, oh. Steve, uh, Steve Bowden's podcast. Yeah, Weren't you on that too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the Meltdown podcast. Yeah, that was crazy. She went through an epic voyage to get that machine. Yeah, that, and death. Yeah, the, it's like a two part. I think what it's the one that features Michael Gottlieb. And it was a you. Antoinette, Steve, and then Michael Gottlieb was there for part of it. Uh, but it was really just hearing her saga of getting Bonsai Run was really real. I'm like, oh my God, what else is going to happen to you on this on this quest? I'm not, I'm not even going to call it a trip. It's now become a quest. She's hilarious. She's like me. She goes all over the place constantly. Nomad life. It's crazy. <laughs> all right. Question number seven. Who would you most like to play head to head, either in a competition or who do you like to play pinball the most with? Um, well, I like to play pinball the most with the people in my on tilt league, uh, because they are all very good players, a class players, uh, Carl D'Angelo's in that league. And he's, uh, runs, he's one of the founders of it never drains in Southern California and the never drain system. And, every, uh, Raymond crazy kitty man and all of those guys, are such good players and watching their techniques and stuff makes me a better pinball player. And then they're all so open to teaching me how to play the game. So I just like look at them and like, can you show me the rules on this? And they'll, <laughs> they'll spend 20 minutes giving me the rules instead of being like, no, I'm not going to tell you. They give they me all the insider nice. facts and I love it. <laughs> Yeah, no, they were super nice. So I was when I like I mentioned, I was there like a month or two ago, the endless summer nights where they were doing like one off tournaments. And it was a flipper frenzy tournament, I believe. But they everybody was so nice. I was oh, man, I'm getting, you know, my you know what handed to me, but I'm having a good time because they're so good. They make you feel like such a terrible pinball player. <laughs> but you learn so much so fast right. <laughs> about technique <laughs> and yeah, rules. Rules yeah. are so important and so difficult to remember. <laughs> I know. They're very patient with me, so I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're coming to the final question. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that has not been created, but that you would like to be made by a major pinball manufacturer. All right. Well, I thought about this one for a while, and I was like, man, I can't really think of any. And you this is a theme that's never going to get made, but since it's my dream and my dream only, <laughs> I would love not just one pin, but like 10 individual pinball machines of all the Miyazaki films. These are <laughs> Studio Ghibli films like uh, Princess Mononoke or How Moving Castle and Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, Castle in the Sky, the Laputa. Each pin is that movie. It's the most beautiful art and most beautiful stories. And I think that each pin could have really cool stuff. Spirited Away could have no face eating the balls in his frog form. And um, probably I've 
everyone listening to this has no idea what I'm talking about. But I'll put a link in, you guys. It's actually I, I know Spirited Away. <laughs> I've I've seen Spirited Away, and I mean the artwork on that is absolutely beautiful. Um, I, and I, I haven't seen the you know other films, but um, but he's an amazing artist, and it's it's really fascinating. And yeah, I'll I'll include links so you guys know what she's talking about. They could but, do like a My Neighbor Totoro film, like um. World Cup soccer, the soccer ball, how it spins. Mm -hmm. But then they just have this giant Totoro dust bunny and he's like spinning around really fast and you have to hit him. Oh, man. It would be that awesome. sounds really cool. I love that. <laughs> that is, that's super unique. I love it. And, you know, I mean, the there's a whole world outside of the U.S. of like art and culture. And, um, you know, it just has a, such a strong following. I mean, it has a strong following here in the U.S., but outside of the U.S. and in Asia and Japan and um, they're so popular and he's such an amazing artist. So I, yeah, I, I could see, I could see it. I could totally see how they could like make that into a series of pins, but uh, you know, at least a few of them, but if not all 10, that, that's no, it has to that. be all of them. It, You're has like, be, it has to be all of them. All lined up next to each other. Oh, beautiful. I can just I, picture it. <laughs> I know you guys can't see, but she has this giant grin on her face. Like she's like imagining it in her mind right now. She's like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Oh man. It's so great. Oh my goodness. Awesome. Well, Emoto, again, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for, for sitting in your car and chatting with me. For people who want to find out more about you and what you're up to, uh, where can they reach out to you at? Um, they can hit me up at Emoto Arcade anywhere on your social media of choice. So <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, my website, um, IMOTO Arcade. That's me. We'll include links in the show notes, guys, but she literally is everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you know, she's got her own website, you know. And then, of course, if you follow Marco Specialties as well, a lot of her work is on that page. But we'll include all the links to everywhere you can reach out to Emoto in the show notes. But again, Emoto, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And I hope you'll come back thank sometime. You. Yeah, I would love to. And I, I'd love to give you more names of people to interview. And yeah. you're on a roll. Keep up the good work. I'm excited. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Emoto. All right. Next week, I'm very excited about our guest. We're going to have Carrie Wing on the show next week. Yeah. I know. Miss Pinball Batty herself, she's going to come on the show and we'll, we'll chat about strategies. I'm going to have to, you know, pick her brain. I'm like, all right, Carrie, I, I'm going to be, you know, the Daniel Santu, your Mr. Miyagi. I need you to teach me your ways. Um, so I'm very excited to have her on the show. And then I want to do a big congratulations to Clark Fraley, who won the Titan Pinball $50 gift certificate. So it's not just ladies that listen to this show. It's also men that listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, he was one of the uh, people that commented on on the post on Instagram and it, we did a collective drawing and he won a $50 gift card. So I have to say congratulations to Clark and also thank you again to Heather and Eric Smith from Titan Pinball for donating that $50 gift certificate to our listeners. And if you guys would like to be on the show as, as we've been plugging the whole time, if you're interested, reach out to me, backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. I know my email, I promise. <laughs> but um, yeah, reach out to me if there's somebody you think I should bring on the show. If you'd like to be on the show, you know, feel free to reach out. I'm always looking for for new content and new people to talk to and, and have fun with. It's, it's always a good time here. But again, Emoto, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. And keep flipping. Yeah, and beware of Chipgate. Yeah, beware of Chipgate. <laughs> <laughs>
Dun, you know. dun, dun. <laughs> All right, see you, see you later, Lord. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!